Hello, baseball fans, and welcome to Sully Baseball. This is the podcast we talk about baseball 52 weeks out of the year. There's no offseason, and I'm your host, Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call me Sully. It's the first day of October. I'm recording this in Sully Baseball Studio in Palo Alto, California, the birthplace of Oakland A's manager Bob Melvin, and just a line drive from Sunken Diamond, the baseball home of the Stanford Cardinal. Hey, what a first game for the day. The kind of, sort of, the the. Division championship playoff tiebreaker was played today, and it was a really good game. It was a 3-1 final for the Milwaukee Brewers. It was 1-1 going to the eighth, and the game ended with the tying run at the plate for the Chicago Cubs. And so with this, the Brewers are the NL Central champion. The Brewers who went into this season saying, we're going to go for it, and brought in Christian Yelich, who's probably going to win the MVP this season, who brought in Lorenzo Cain, who, if you dig war, has one of the highest war totals in the National League this year, and made a bunch of trades along the way, including for Scope, including for Moustakas, including for Granderson, including for Gio Gonzalez. They're going for it, and now here they are. They have home field advantage throughout the National League playoffs. If you're a Brewers fan, you should be going nuts. Because you know, in order to win the National League pennant, you have to win a game at Miller Park. And for the Cubs, well, the the nice thing for the Cubs is they played, yes, they're going to play three games in a row, Saturday, uh, uh, you know, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. They're going to play tomorrow, the wild card game. For them, the the nice thing for them is they have they're going to be at home for all three games but this is a team that at the beginning of the month looked like they had locked up the division and were the team to beat for the National League pennant and now well now it's they have to win tomorrow against either the Rockies or the Dodgers. Orlando Arcia and Christian Yelich both had tremendous games. And man, would you want to face the, the, the Brewers in a short series? They're going to play the winner they're going to play the winner of the wild card game, which is going to be the Cubs or possibly the Dodgers or possibly the Rockies. We don't know yet. That game's just starting right now. Now, as my cousin Dave, who is a Big Mets fan, but he went to college in uh, Milwaukee, so he has a soft spot in his heart for the Brewers. We were texting each other today and and talking about the uh, Bob Euchre's calls and everything like that. He's thrilled. He just texted me wondering why there's so many empty seats in the upper deck at Chavez Ravine. But you know what? It's a day game. It's a day game that no one knew was going to happen until yesterday around 4.30 in the afternoon. And it's a pain in the ass to get to Dodger Stadium anyway. So I give them a little bit of a pass. This isn't like a World Series game that's been on the book. This is a, this is a whoa, we're, we're doing this? We're, we're doing this? Okay. So I'm going to give Dodger fans a little bit of a pass. We're going to now uh, play the Dodgers and the Rockies. I'm rooting for the Rockies because I won an NLCS between the Brewers and the Rockies. Fox, you can go... Ray, cover your son's ears. Fox, you can go fuck yourself. 
I don't care about ratings. I don't care about Nielsen ratings. I don't care about the, uh, the, the media markets. I really don't. I want good baseball. And the players who are on the Rockies and the players who are on the Brewers are really exciting players. And for those fan bases, it's going to mean more than a pennant in Chicago or a pennant in L.A. or a pennant in Atlanta. Even though, actually, Colorado's won a pennant more recently than L.A. Oh, no, than uh, Atlanta. Uh, L.A., I forgot. They won last year, didn't they? They've won a World Series since 1988. But anyway, the first one of these games was a thriller. It was good. Let's see if they can match it in Chavez Ravine in front of friends and family. All right, let's go. Wow. Uh, it's right now 5 nothing Los Angeles over Colorado. It is amazing to me that the Rockies seem to beat the snot out of everybody except L.A. And this would be the sixth time out of seven games that L.A. has beaten Colorado during this remarkable September that Colorado's having. So it's it's really confusing. If you're a Rockies I mean, look, at the Rockies are going to have to go on an unbelievable rally. They're down 5 nothing in the eighth right now. So I'm just going to assume that the Rocks are going to go to Wrigley tomorrow and play the Cubbies. Uh, if the Rockies get past the Cubbies tomorrow, they better not only, I mean, they, they'd have to face the Brewers, and that would be an unbelievable series, but they would have to be just doing everything in their power to root for Atlanta to beat the Dodgers because there is no way, the, the Dodgers are in their head. They can't beat the Dodgers. So unless they go on an unbelievable run, the Rockies will still have never have won a division title. And this will be six straight West titles for L.A. So uh, I was unabashedly rooting for Colorado in this game, but it looks, let me just put it this way, it looks bad. It looks bad. So it looks like more and more we're going to have Colorado versus Chicago tomorrow afternoon. But let's see how this game plays out. Well, that's that. The Dodgers won. Uh, there was a couple of garbage times home run that at the end they made it 5-2. And uh, probably wouldn't make a lot of Dodger fans that thrilled about Kenley Jansen moving forward. But here we go. We now know what happened. And the Dodgers are the National League West champion for the sixth consecutive year. And for the 25th consecutive year, the Colorado Rockies are not. They had this division title there. Sitting right there. And all they had to do was be mediocre against the Dodgers in this month. And they would have been the National League West champions, but they lost... Five out of six in the regular season, plus this one, which counts as regular season, was six out of seven games head-to-head with Los Angeles. That's going to be tough. I mean, look, at tomorrow they're going to play the Cubs. Uh, I think the Rockies look stronger than the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs are at home. The Rockies have gone from Denver on Sunday, Los Angeles on Monday, Chicago on Tuesday. So they're going to be all over the map, literally. That's using the term literally correctly, because that is all over the map. But we now know of the, the scrum of the National League. 
You're going to have LA versus Atlanta. And what is the hell is the name of their new stadium? SunTrust Park? Is that what it is? You're going to have their first ever postseason game being played there on uh, the game three of the series, which is going to be this weekend. And when that happens, that means only one stadium, the Marlins Park, would be the only Major League Stadium to have never have hosted a postseason game the minute they play that game in Atlanta in Game 3. And that's the regular season. You know, I mean, we were able to, you know, extend the regular season for one more day. But in the end, that's it. This is how it ends. And it's always a little bittersweet for your pal Sully when the regular season ends because it's a day-by-day companion to follow the teams, to know who's playing here, who's playing there. And the regular season really ended yesterday. These are yeah, extensions. These were not in. These were not scheduled in the regular season, but they count towards the regular season. And we got to say, you know, it was at the end of Joe Maurer's career. I'll talk about that in a future podcast. It's at the end of Mike Sosha's career. Boy, that's a big opening if you're a potential manager to say, hey, how would you like to get a team that's loaded with cash and has the best player in the world? And if you win with this player, you're going to be looked upon as a genius. With Buck Showalter out there, with Joe Girardi out there, you know, they'll, I don't know, they'll probably give it to some young person or maybe give Brad Ausmus a second chance while Chris Chambliss will sit back and go like, man, I never did get my shot. But if I were the Angels, I would really consider someone like Showalter who's always turned franchises around. I mean, don't look at the Orioles this year. I mean, they turned around under Showalter. But that's neither here nor there. You know, I was thinking about a couple of things. Either the Rockies or the Cubs are going to be that worst kind of anonymous playoff team. Like the Reds of 2013. Like the Braves of 2012. Like the Yankees of 2015 or the Orioles of 2016. Or the Rockies last year or the Twins last year. If you lose the wild card game, nobody remembers. I mean, maybe they'll remember, you know, like if it was a great wild card game, like the A's lost a great wild card game in 2014. The Mets lost a great wild card game in 2016. Baltimore also won a great, uh, lost a great wild card game that year. So maybe some people remember that, but most of the time you forget. Like, oh man, the Rockies were a playoff team last year. And it's the worst when they don't even play in your home park. That's happened a few times. The 2013 Reds, the 2014 A's, the, uh, let's see, uh, 2016 uh, Orioles. Last year, both the Twins and the Rockies were playoff teams, but didn't give their fans a single home game. Jeez, that stinks when that happens. You don't feel like a playoff team when that happens. And the fact that this year's National League turned into such a scrum, the Rockies and the Cubs, one of those two teams, are going home tomorrow. One of those two teams is going to be toast. And virtually no one will remember them. Now, the Rockies, who were in first place by themselves going into the final weekend of the the season... They lost one game, but the Dodgers clobbered the Giants. 
They had one bad month. They went 11 and 16 in June. If they went 12 and 15 in June, they would have won the division. From September 1st to today, the Rockies went 19 and 10. 19 and 10. And they went 1 and 6 against the Dodgers. They were 18 and 4 against everybody else. They lost more games to the Dodgers before today in this month than they did against the rest of the teams they played all month long. If they were merely, if they won two out of the six regular season matchups instead of one, they would have been there. And also remember the Rockies uh, lost four out of six head-to-head matchups with the Marlins. And that could come back and haunt them. The Cubs didn't have a losing record. Cubs had a solid year. Uh, They did drop two out of three to the Brewers at home in September. That can come back to haunt them. The Rockies are going to start Freeland tomorrow. The Cubs are going to start Lester. And so, and of course, it'll be all hands on deck for the wild card game. And one of those teams are going to look back with regret that they finished the season tied for first and they'll be totally forgotten with a grand total of possibly one and maybe zero home games. I was thinking about something that was a topic in a previous Sully Baseball, which was the idea of a tie at the end of 12 innings. After 12, after 12 innings, you're tied. And how would that have affected the standings? It would not have affected the West, but man, it would have made things interesting. The Dodgers would have gone 91-68-3, and three, and the Rockies would have gone 91-69-2. and two. So the difference between the two, the Dodgers would have one game advantage in both the win, uh, in the loss and the tie column, and they would have been tied for wins. That would have been razor thin. That would have been really interesting down the stretch. Uh, The Cubs and the Brewers, uh, the Brewers would have gone 94-67-1, and and the Cubs would have gone 94-64-3. and So actually there would have been a difference. The Cubs would have won the division. The two teams would have been tied in the win column. The Cubs would have fewer losses and more ties than Milwaukee. And that would have been the difference. That would have been the difference in the division. So had there been my rule of having a tie, the Cubs would be the champs and the Brewers would be playing a wild card game against the Colorado Rockies. So things are interesting now. Things are interesting because, first of all, we don't know what Atlanta has to offer because Atlanta is, you know, has been sitting, laying in wait, and they have their team rested and ready to go. Now, the narrative of, well, they clinched too early, they were stale, and therefore they lost the division series, or... It's a good thing they had time to rest. The Dodgers were exhausted and the Braves took advantage of them. One of those two narratives will be spun. And they're always done in retrospect. There never seems to be a pattern. It never seems to be, oh, you better rest up. You better, no, you just show up and play. 
Now, I can understand what it could come about if you had a team that, you know, played a 19-inning game and had to go and play someone else the next day. But do you know what? The Dodgers are going to have tomorrow off and they're going to have Wednesday off. So both teams are going to be rested and ready. And who knows what's going to happen? You, you, you do not know what this is going to bring about. And tomorrow, I mean, I'm leaning towards the Rockies to beat the Cubs tomorrow for this reason. The Rockies beat the snot out of everyone else. And the Cubs' bats did not look very strong today. And I, I think they're beatable. But it's one game at Wrigley Field. Who the hell knows what it's going to be? But one of those teams who finished the season tied for first is going to be the totally forgotten member of this year's postseason. Um, I did Who Owns Baseball for the last time for counting for the regular season, as you can see that on MLBreports.com. And Orlando Arcia was one of the... Uh, he owned baseball today with his 4 for 4 performance. Walker Bueller with his dominating performance. Uh, Shashin. How the hell do you pronounce his first name? I don't know. Yulis, Yuli Shashin. He was terrific. Uh, and Max Muncy. So they got full wobs and half wobs. I did not give a half wob to any Colorado pitcher um, because I didn't think any deserved it. Your starting pitcher doesn't get out of the fifth. But sorry, that's not worthy of a half wob. I don't care how many strikeouts he got. He got he had a four strikeout inning. But no, you gotta, you know, in a must-win game, you gotta give me at least five. Uh Aaron, I give it to Arenado and Rizzo for their homers. And Jesse Chavez out of the bullpen through two really good shutout innings to keep the game tied late. But the Cubs bullpen didn't come through. So here we go. And interesting, I did, you know, with Who Owns Baseball, uh, we have the final tallies. And I'm going to post this on MLBreports.com later, but the uh, the leaders, uh, Mike Trout had the highest WOB total with 10.5 over Mookie Betts' 8. Uh, Javier Baez squeaked past Scooter Jeanette for the National League hitter with the highest WOB total. 8.5 over Scooter Jeanette, 7.5. By the way, Christian Yelich had six and a half. Uh, the pitchers were really interesting because Chris Sale led the league in WOB for most of the year, but by the end he finished in fourth. Justin Verlander finished with a ten and a half WOB total to lead the American League. Corey Kluber had half a WOB fewer than him. Verlander ten and a half, Kluber ten, Carlos Carrasco nine. By the way, um, where Blake Snell had a six. Yeah, this is this is how WOB works. It's, it's not always lining up with who you think will actually win these awards. And of course, the National League pitcher Max Scherzer had twelve and a half. Jacob Degrom had twelve. Razor thin in the pitchers for these races. And you go to MLBreports.com to see how that all is tallied. And here we go. Um, what are my predictions now? for the postseason, now that we know what's going to happen. I have to make my predictions. I'll post them tomorrow, but I'll make them here right now. I think the Rockies are going to beat the Cubs in the wildcard game. That's my pick. And it pains me to say it, because I'm going to be rooting big time for the A's. I think the Yankees are going to win. I think the Yankees 
are playing very well right now. They're a 100-win team. And I think in the end, the Yankees are going to win a slugfest. There may even be a walk-off homer. So the Red Sox will play the Yankees in the division series. I think the Red Sox will win that in four games. The Milwaukee Brewers will play the Colorado Rockies. And I think the Brewers will win that in five brutal games. The Cleveland Indians and the Astros will face off in what is the most interesting of all the division series. I think it will be a barn burner. But in the end, the defending champs, the Astros, are going to win in five. Here is my one sticking my neck out there pick. I think the Dodgers will sweep the Atlanta Braves in three. Okay, so that means we have a National League Championship Series, Brewers, Dodgers, Red Sox, Astros. I think the Brewers will sweep the Dodgers. Just a clean sweep. I think the Brewers are a better team. I think the Brewers are going to sweep their way into the World Series. I think the Red Sox versus the Astros will be a very interesting series. But this is not just me complaining about Stephen Wright. I think the Astros are on fire. And I think the Astros will win the American League Championship Series in six games, clinching in Fenway Park. Then you have the weirdest World Series in one sense because you have the Astros and the Brewers. The Astros, who my whole life was a National League team, will be representing the American League. The Brewers, which for my whole life were an American League team, will be representing the National League. The Houston Astros and the Brewers will face off, and I believe the Houston Astros will repeat as world champions in seven games. I think it'll be a great World Series, but I think the Astros will repeat with another Game 7 victory, this time at home, where they'll defeat the Milwaukee Brewers to win the title. And there you have it. And by the way, that's just the absolute kiss of death that I've given... Oh, something went beep over here. The absolute kiss of death that I've given to the Houston Astros right now that I've picked them to win the World Series. So there you go. There you go. So go to SullyBaseball.com, like me on Facebook, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, Stitcher, Instagram. I'm everywhere. You can be old school. Send me an email at SullyBaseball, info at SullyBaseball.com. Sorry. The music, as always, is by Ted Thacker and Patrick Kaliski. Sitting with you on this, the final day of the regular season, and tomorrow starts the postseason. This has been Sully Baseball for the first day of October. It's October baseball. It starts off pretty well. And you can call me Sully.